What's good, everybody? It's me, Jess, and welcome back to Revelations Through Conversations from College to Calling. And we are on the last and final episode with my last and final special guest. Hello. Hello. First of all, I didn't even introduce her. This is Sydney Eisen. Hello. Hello. That is me. <laughs> me and her have been besties for like, what is it, like 10 years? Yeah. Since high school. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So how we meet each other? How we know each other? Okay, so Jessica went to... I didn't go to this high school. I moved to the school that Jessica went to. But we met at this basketball workout before I transferred high schools. And I was making jokes with Jessica. And she was not having it. But I was determined to be her friend. And then, lo and behold, I go to the new school, and there Jessica is. So she had no choice but to be my friend. So the rest was history yeah. at that point. And that's very, like, I'm very surprised that I responded to you like that, because that's not my interaction with most people. Yeah. That was the devil. Yeah. You look, You see how we always try to blame the devil? <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, he was just trying to keep us apart, because he knew we were, like, a power bestie couple. You feel me? Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, me and Sydney, we've been fr- best friends since high school. Um, we played basketball together. And then over time, I'm a little older than Sydney, so I graduated before she did. And so I would come home and see her all the time. But a couple years afterwards, she would gra- graduate and she would go to what school? Auburn. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> she did not go. <laughs> I did not go to Auburn. I don't know why she I said was that. not listening at all. I don't know why I said that. Um, I went to Huntington College. <laughs> yes, she went to Huntington College. And you played basketball there too, right? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball's life. I did. What mm-hmm. are you, a shooting guard? Girl, I was all over the place. Not LeBron James. I was all over the place. LeBron James. Yeah. Is that how they said it? LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> that's, that's who she was, essentially. Yeah, until I tore my ACL. Again. But, uh... Wait, was that... That was in college. For the second time. For the first time, it was in high school, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your college experience like? And then tell me what you also majored in. Okay, so I majored in biochemistry, Mm -hmm. right? Because I was on the pre-med track. Mm -hmm. I was going to be a doctor. Well, I'm going to be a doctor. I was on the pre-med track. Mm -hmm. Um, My college experience, however, did not start... It started a little rocky. Mm -hmm. Why come? Why come? <laughs> I had trouble making friends at the beginning, um, and you know, just with basketball and stuff, it didn't really go out the way that I I envisioned it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just a, a rough adjustment, but eventually, I found my ground. You found your ground. You yeah. found your people. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. So you went to Huntington. You were on the pre med track. You were also playing basketball. So you want to be a doctor. Yeah, I'm going to be a doctor. Tell us a little bit about where that started. I, that's, a, that's a passion of yours. Yeah, so in high school, I was like, I remember, it was my senior year of high school. And I remember I was sitting in my room and I was like Googling careers. Because I've always like liked science and stuff. But I was like Googling careers. And at the time, I was like, you know what? I really want to be, <laughs> this is very specific. <laughs> so I really want to be a pediatric oncologist. I remember that. You know? And I think I, and I was an undergrad, not undergrad, elementary school. I don't know why I said undergrad. I had a friend mm-hmm. and she was diagnosed with cancer when I was younger. So I think that's kind of like what, where I got that idea to be yeah. a pediatric oncologist. But, um, so I like 
when I was sitting in my room, I looked up, like, how I need to become a doctor, mm-hmm. everything. So I had, like, my whole plan. I had it all planned out. I need to go to undergrad. I need to be a pre-med major. I got to take the MCAT, and then I got to apply. So I had it all planned out, and that's how I guess I decided I wanted to become a doctor. I, I thought I thought that, uh, what's it called, it that show, uh, Grey's Anatomy, had a very big influence nah. on well, you. Well, I did well. watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but. that's how I knew. That's how I knew at least she was going to be a doctor. <laughs> she talks about it all the time. She's like, Jessica, you need to watch it. I said, I'm not going to watch it unless you watch The Office. So we... Yeah, I still never watched that. Still have never watched Grace. <laughs> Obviously, we can't hold up on our promises. But anyways, so you are passionate about being a doctor. But along with that, after you graduated undergrad, what was that like? Trying to figure out next steps to get to med school. It was a uh, very rocky, actually. Okay, talk so my it, class was the, the COVID class. So my yeah. senior year, I spent basically the end of my senior year at home. Um, and I had like every intention on going straight into medical school after I graduated, but God had other plans mm-hmm. because I took my MCAT and I failed it the first time I took it. So I had to take it again. So during my, I had to take a gap year after I graduated basically. So, um, after I graduated, I studied, take the MCAT again, and then I applied to go to medical school and I got accepted. So how many times did you apply before you got accepted or at least how many, um, schools did you apply to? before you got accepted i applied to 11 i was accepted to two waitlisted to two and i was rejected from all the other ones wait so the one that you got accepted from i thought it was just all like the Mm -hmm. one in auburn i was the one the other one i got accepted to i was waitlisted but they ended up taking me off the waitlist oh was it was it the one in dothan Mm -hmm. okay i remember that okay well, how yeah. how much longer after that, after you got waste, waitlisted, did you um, hear back from them that you were taken off the waitlist? It was months. It was maybe like two or three months. Dang. I think. So if the one at in Auburn didn't accept you, then you would have been studying for the MCAT until you, you know, applied again. But eventually some, you would have heard back from about yeah. something. Yeah. Wow. Look at the way that things just play out. Oh, my God. He was working. So how did you feel after, like, tell me, talk, walk me through the, the, I guess, not process, but the story of like how it happened, like how you found out that you were accepted at Auburn. Okay. So at the time when I was like waiting to get here back from like any schools, I was studying to take the MCAT for the third time mm-hmm. because I took the MCAT again for the second time after I failed it. And I, my score was better than the first time, but. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as competitive as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I end up not getting accepted this cycle, like I want to be able to have a better score if I have to apply again. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, was studying. Gonna keep going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was studying to take the, the MCAT again. And I was like, during that time, I started to get like really discouraged when I was studying for it because like I was like, I don't know how I'm going to take this test again. Like studying for that test is it's it's it takes a lot out of you. Okay. So I was like very discouraged about that. I even sat my parents down. During that time, I was like, I think I'm going to just, like, withdraw my application this cycle. Because, like, I was getting, like, rejections after rejections. And I wasn't hearing anything, like, positive back from any schools. I was like, I think I'm just going to withdraw my application and just take the test again and then apply again next year. Um, And then I remember the day that I got a call from Auburn. I woke up that morning to study. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I I can't do this again. Like, I can't take this test. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I went downstairs to make some breakfast. And I had a call, a missed call from Auburn. And I called them back and they're like, you've been accepted. And I was just bawling. Grab my eyes out. Because like literally that morning, I was just so feeling so discouraged. And then that happened. So. She has a YouTube video of that. 
if you guys want to see it. <laughs> just shameless plug. Just type in Sydney Elise. <laughs> yeah, you can check it out. Yeah, <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> but no, I remember getting the call from you. I, I honestly remember the whole conversation, but you're like, guess what? And I was like, what? Like, cause you don't, you call me, but like you call me whenever you want to like pass time by or like, you know, you just need somebody to talk to you if you're doing your hair, cleaning mm-hmm. up. But I was like, she probably, she must be bored calling me like this. And so when I answered, I was like, what's up? And you said, guess what? I said, oh, this is different. This is, <laughs> she's not calling me to ask me what I'm doing. I said, what's, what's good? What's, what's going on? What's tea? And she was like, I got it to med school. And I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know her. That's my friend. That's my bestie. (laughs) But no, I'm still proud of you to this day, friend. I appreciate that. So how far are you into med school now? I am in my second year of med school, halfway through my second year. How does that feel? It's crazy. Goes by fast. Yeah. She booked and busy. She always been booked and busy, but you know, she really booked and busy now. Time really be flying. So what are some, I guess, milestones or achievements that you've um, had as you have been in med school? Um, so I became the first female and the first African-American mm. president Period. of my class, mm-hmm. which that's pretty big. You know, I did not have any intention on like becoming class president, um, but, you know, got to other plans again. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is the thing. Sydney, like, <laughs> she shoots for the stars. I'm not just blowing smoke because I know her. Like, this is literally her. Anytime you can run for anything, like that's how she was in high school, whatever. She's like, yeah, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I'm like, okay, you got it, Christian. Yeah, I'm going to win. <laughs> Why not? And that's literally her to this day. But sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, so I'm the president of my class. Um, I'm also anatomy intern at my school. So I like help in the anatomy department and stuff like that. And um, yeah, now I'm just studying for my boards as we finish the classroom portion of our learning before we start doing rotations, so. Wow. What is rotations exactly for the people? Who oh, yeah, not? for the people who do not know. Yes, <laughs> so I we start our clinical rotations during our third and fourth year, so we basically rotate on every specialty, and that's kind of where you decide, like, what you want to go into. Some people already know what they want to go into when they start medical school. I thought I was one of those people, but I literally have no clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what Yeah, because it, it started with <laughs> you being passionate about going into pediatric oncology. Yeah, oncology. Yeah. Oncology. But now it's like the world is your oyster. Yeah, I have literally no idea. Yeah. I'm just vibing. <laughs> Honestly, truly, once again, I'm not just saying this to gas you up. Like, I, I sincerely believe this about Sydney, just knowing her and her character. But I believe she could do any of those specialties. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But because I know because you so can kind. do everything. That's so that's kind. the thing. <laughs> You you always take up the challenge. So I'm like, yeah, she she definitely going to do that. She, and she going to achieve it. She going to rock it. She going to kill it, period. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you don't know what you want to do yet. Do you have anything that kind of sticks out? Any of the fields, do they stick out to you more than the others? I really liked neurology. But, um, I mean, I liked it. That doesn't don't mean I'm going to go into it. You know, yeah. So, but, yeah, I liked neurology. You liked, do, is there anything you don't like about it that makes you hesitant about it? No, I just don't know if that's, like, I haven't really seen all the specialties yet, so I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm definitely going to be a neurologist because there might be something I like more. And I also haven't really seen it that much, like, in practice because mm-hmm. I haven't really worked. Like, I, we haven't done rotations yet, so um, it's it's in the front of my mind, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to keep my, keep my options open. Yeah. So in the process of you waiting to get accepted into med school and then you starting all of it, what do you feel like your relationship with God was like during that time? 
Um, I think for me, especially when I got rejected and then when I, I think it started when I failed my MCAT. That's what really, mm-hmm. that was really the kicker right there. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I had every intention on going straight into medical school after I graduated. And me failing the MCAT the first time, just went ahead and put a wedge in those plans because I was going to have to take the MCAT again. So um, when I failed the MCAT, I kind of just like felt like a failure for myself and then also to like my professors and stuff. Cause like, I know a lot of people have like high expectations of me mm-hmm. and I just kind of felt like a failure. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, cause I'm the type of person, I like to plan out everything. Like mm-hmm. I like to know like what's going to be going on this year. And I'm just the type of person to plan it out. And I kind of had to learn like throughout this whole process to stop doing, I mean, it's fine to do that, but it's, you have to be willing and able to adjust to the things like the changes that God is going to make in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that throughout this process, I've learned how to, I guess, allow him to open and close doors for me and just be okay with like walking through whatever door he has open for me at the time. Yeah. And I, I guess it was hard for me to like realize that he knows exactly what I need. Yeah. And like, and it's crazy because like when I was applying to medical school, like he knew exactly what I needed, what environment I need to be in, even when I didn't. Like there was stuff mm-hmm. that he has placed in my life right now that I didn't even pray for, but he knew that I needed it. Yes. So like just going through this process and allowing myself to like, just like surrender to his plan and his will for my life, I guess it's the biggest thing that I had to come to terms with. Yeah. And I think too, about like God's will is like, he gives us the, the ability to choose and have like options and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, he knows which one is going to work out for the best. Like Mm -hmm. we only see some of these, I guess, roads or, 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 or paths in our own, like, I guess, from our own perspective. But if God is sovereign and he sees it all, mm-hmm. like, he knows how this is going to affect you. What is going to stand in the way between you actually getting your degree if you go down this path or not? Like, it is hard to, like, trust God because, like, God, like, I see it. This will work. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do it this way. And he's like, Bro, just be patient. I don't think God is up there saying bro, but he's just like, <laughs> just be patient and trust me. Like, I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my my next question for you. I actually forgot my next question for you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. No. So, um, as far as, like, long-term plans for med like, after med school and after residency, what do you want to do with all of this? Um, obviously I'm going to be practicing physician, mm-hmm. but, um, long-term I do see myself like teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would really enjoy that. And I, I see that my professors at school, like they still practice and they come and they teach us. And I, I feel like I would really love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, like, like I said earlier, like, I don't know what I'm going to go into. I don't know. Like, I really don't know a lot of things <laughs> about my future right now. And I'm, I'm content in that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I'm the type of person that wants to plan everything. And the, in the past, me not knowing like what what future I had, like not knowing what specialty I was going to go into, that would have drive me insane. But like I'm really just like I'm happy to be here. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally living in what I used to pray for right now, mm-hmm. and I know that God is eventually going to reveal to me like what He wants me to do with my life. So I'm just. I'm just enjoying the journey, I feel enjoying you. the process. I feel you. I remember I watched. I'm trying to put you on The Chosen. Y'all, tell Sydney she needs to start watching The Chosen because it's fire. But I remember on one of the episodes, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Moses. Or one, one of the folks in the Bible, they were just like, why, like, one of them was like, oh, like, why are you doing this this way? And he was like, I've just learned to trust and do what he says, even mm-hmm. when it doesn't make sense. And I feel like after 
just experiencing so much. It just comes with time. Like, cause that was me with my story. That was me. That was a lot of people who have been on this podcast. That was their story as well. When you've, when you've ran into this multiple times, like you learn to like plan. But once again, it's just like, I've learned that he's going to do what he wants to do at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And I just have to trust that he knows what he's doing. You know, I've yeah. learned to just trust him. And that's just kind of what it sounds like with you as well. It's like, man, I've, I literally have my life planned out from college, not even college. I believe elementary school. school. Elementary school. (laughs) Let's go further than that. I had it all planned out, but it looked nothing like what I thought it would. So what encouragement would you give to those like that are going through this process in hindsight, knowing everything that you've gone through already? I think the biggest thing would be like, try not to compare like your journey to other people's. I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of, kept me in a dark spot as I was comparing my journey to getting into medical school to other people's because I was seeing people on social media getting accepted to school. My friends were getting accepted to school. And I was like, I am like, I've done a lot of, I've worked really hard Mm -hmm. and nothing is like, it feels like nothing is paying off. But like, there were a bunch of doors that were closed for me throughout the, throughout this process. And in the moment, it felt like I was a failure. It felt like I was just like, not, I didn't compare to my peers, but like now that I'm looking back on it, like I know that those doors were closed for a reason. I know that people always say like, God closes one door to open another that's better. And it's hard to see that that's true in the moment, but Mm -hmm. like, it really is like, even though, even the the next door that he opens, it might not be like the, the end all for you. Like it might not be your, in the end, your end goal, but it's another, it might be another stepping stone to get to where he wants you to be. Yeah. And accepting that and like just trusting your process and your plan, I think is the biggest thing that you can do. Cause like, your journey to wherever you're trying to go might not look like the next person. And that's the beauty of it. Like that can be your testimony for where you are now for someone else. And that might encourage somebody else. So I think that's the biggest thing that I can, I guess, encourage people that are going on, even if you're not going to medical school. Like I think that that's something that you can carry with you, like in any walk of life. Yeah. Cause when you're like in the midst of all of it and you're getting rejection after rejection, like honestly, if it were me, because this has happened in the past, my automatic response would be like, dang, is this even going to happen? Like, like God, like I know you place this desire on my heart to pursue this, but am I pursuing the wrong things? Because I even remember at one point, like when I think you were still studying for the MCAT and I was like, I I wasn't saying this in a discouraging way. I was just like, do you have a backup plan? I was just just about to say that. I did not have a backup plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, do you? And it wasn't me thinking, oh, she's not going to, it's not going to work. It was just like, I mean, what if, you know? So did you at any point? I didn't. You didn't? So, but I remember I did, I That's like, something that I thought about a lot, too, because I yeah. was like, if this doesn't work out, like, I have this degree in biochemistry, and I know I don't want to be like a, I don't want to go work in the lab mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. my whole life. Like, that's not something I want to, I see myself doing. And I was like, I just don't really have a backup plan. It's so like, this has to work out. Yeah, otherwise, hey, I, we ain't got no choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I do remember, though, you did look into like, uh, what is it? Being a pharmacist, slightly, yeah. Oh my like, gosh, quickly. I'm so grateful that I did not take yeah, that, that. Yeah, I hate pharmacology so much. <laughs> but no, yes. Oh, don't you study that in school? Yeah, I would have dropped out of pharmacology school. I'm not Absolutely. gonna lie. <laughs> well, praise God for that. And yeah. he knew. That's yeah, why he's he like, knew. don't even, don't even don't steer to the it. left or the right. I got it. Just yeah, that would not have ended well for me. Yeah, and and I'll say this before we we wrap up too. I remember when you got accepted. I was like, let's go out to dinner. Let's celebrate. And we went to. That that mes- Mexican restaurant. What's the name of that Mexican restaurant? It's not Little Rosie's. It's not. I forgot the name of it. Oh, Casablanca. Oh, we went to Casablanca. You don't remember that? 
she don't remember that, but she don't remember <laughs> half the things that I bring up to her. And so we went to Casablanca and we were just talking and then you were like tearing up like a couple times. You Once again, she don't remember, but I'm going to tell y'all what, what was going on. She was tearing up and she just kept saying like, God is so good. God is so faithful. God is so good. And probably because like you were in such like awe that like it actually happened. Like you've been working this hard and like God came through again. So like, I know that's how you felt. That's kind of basically like what I said in in summation. But like after you got accepted, like what, how did you feel? Like how did that change your perspective of just God and how like good he is? I think I've like always, always known how good God is. I think it more so changed the perspective of me. Like why did I ever doubt that he wasn't? Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything that I've gone through, like I've gone through a lot of different things in my life that like set me back. Mm-hmm. But God always came through and put me exactly where I need to be. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I guess, like I said, it just changed my perspective. Like, you should have known that God was going to come through one way or yeah. another. Yeah. Even if it was you having to come up with another plan to do something else. Like, he would have came through. He's faithful. So. Yeah. And that's why I feel like I'm just not so really stressed about finding a specialty right now. Or like. It'll come. Because it'll come. Mm-hmm. God's going to work it out. Big facts. So, my last and final question to you before we wrap it up is biggest takeaway. I know you've kind of talked about that throughout this episode of the podcast. But in. A few words. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was from that whole period of your life. Which lady? Which lady? <laughs> uh, my biggest takeaway. I mean, I already said it. Just trust the process. Yeah. And trust his plan mm-hmm. for your life. Mm-hmm. That's something. I think that's something like my literally my go-to saying has been like trust the process since I was studying for the MCAT. Yeah. Just trust your process. Yeah. I feel it, girl. Yeah, girl. I feel it. We got more life to live. We sure do. We sure do. We We ain't got no other choice but to just (laughs) trust the process. But with that being said, this is the last and final episode of Revelations Through Conversations. Thank you so much, Sydney, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? But no, um, I'm very thankful for our friendship. She encourages me to literally do everything that I'm doing right now with this podcast, with with my hair, because she, she's the one who taught me how to do my hair and stuff. But anyway, that's another that's another story. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm thankful that you had the opportunity to come on here and just share a little bit with the people about everything that God has brought you through um, to get you to where you are now. Um, but I really hope that this podcast overall just impacted a lot of lives. Um, and even if it just impacted one, I think the biggest thing that, or my biggest goal from this podcast was to help people see like the reality of the process of graduating from college and then actually starting your, your big, big person job, right? It, it, it takes time and in it taking time, you also have to trust God throughout it because I mean, he, like Sydney said, he's never failed and he won't fail like throughout the rest of your life as well and so um yeah that's that was the goal of this um i ain't got i really ain't got nothing else to say but thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for the next project we got coming so uh be easy bye